0: to rush the town. He lowered his glasses and looked around one last time. It had been a lovely month here. Duty easy, the locals not exactly friendly, but not hostile either. The land was rich, the food good, his mounts fattening on the rich grass, the bushels of oats, his men fattening as well. Positioned here as an outpost, they had missed the battles of the previous four weeks around Washington and Baltimore. Baltimore. And he was glad of it. As a West Pointer, class of 1861, he knew he should be of higher rank by now, but that did not bother him. He had seen enough of slaughter. Though others sought recognition and dispatches in order to gain promotions, that was a vainglorious game he felt to be childish. Staying alive and making sure his men stayed alive held a higher priority. Besides, Jeb Stuart trusted his judgment as a scout. That was recognition enough. Ever since Grant came east and started moving tens of thousands of troops into Harrisburg, it was his job to watch them from the other side of the river and report in with accurate assessments, and he had been doing that. He had sent a report just yesterday that he suspected a move was about to begin on their part, and now it had indeed begun. What was surprising was the speed of it all. Carlisle was a dozen miles west of Harrisburg. Apparently the Yankees had thrown a bridge across the river during the night and were now pushing forward with their cavalry to create a screen behind which their infantry would advance. He ran his hand along the smooth, polished brass tube of the telescope. There had been quiet evenings when he had used it to study the moon, the crescent of Venus... And now, on August mornings before dawn, the belt of Orion. Bring it along. It weighed a good thirty pounds. Reluctantly, he upended it, letting it tumble back down the stairwell, crashing on the floor below. He took one last look, then slid down the ladder, boots echoing as he tromped down the stairs. Some men were running back into the building, darting into rooms, re-emerging, carrying some souvenir or keepsake picked up over the last month. A banjo, a wall clock, a quilt. At the sight of this, he regretted the destruction of the telescope. After the war, it would have been nice to have it back home in the valley and take it up Massanutten to watch the stars at night or gaze out across a Shenandoah peaceful once more he heard heavy steps coming up the stairs. It was Lieutenant Sims, the man he had assigned to their forward station at Marysville. Sims was gray-faced, wincing with each step, his right calf bleeding, boot punctured by a ball. Damn it, Sims, where the hell have you been? Phil shouted. Sir, I'm sorry, sir. Didn't you get our report by wire? Only part of it. Phil stuck his head into the telegraphy station they had established on the second floor of the barracks. Sergeant Billings was sitting by the key, looking at him calmly, awaiting orders. Read what Sims wired. Billings picked up a scrap of paper. This came through at 2.10 this morning. Pontoon bridge across river. cavalry. Billings looked back up. That was it, sir. Sims shook his head. ''Damn all... I'm sorry, sir. They slipped some troopers across. Cut the line behind us before we could get more out. In other words, they caught you by surprise.'' Sims was always straightforward, and after only a second's hesitation, he reluctantly nodded his head in agreement. ''Something like that, sir. So what the hell is going on?'' ''They jumped us at our headquarters. Ten of us got out.'' I sent a few boys down to the river, and in the confusion they were able to see that one bridge was already across and infantry on it. A civilian, reliable, he's been in our pay, told one of my boys that it was Ord's Corps leading the crossing. Do you believe that? Yes, sir. I caught a glimpse of the bridge as we pulled out. How did you see it in the dark? It was lined with torches, sir. I could see infantry on it. A long column clear back across the river into Harrisburg. How did the Yankees get a bridge across the Susquehanna so quickly? They must have built sections of it upstream and floated them down once it got dark. He suspected that Sims and his boys were truly asleep from too much drink, if they let that get past them. Duval sighed and looked at Sergeant Billings. Send the following to headquarters. Grant started crossing Susquehanna shortly after midnight. Orr's corps in the lead. Gunfire outside interrupted his thoughts. He looked up and saw what was left of Sim's detachment galloping onto the parade ground, one trooper leading the horse of a wounded comrade who was slumped over in the saddle. Believe Grant moving down this valley heading south. Regiment or more of their cavalry about to storm Carlisle, abandoning this post. Now send it. Billings worked the key as Duval went to the window and looked out. The Yankee cavalry was clearly visible on the main pike, deployed to either side of the road, forming a battlefront several hundred yards across. They were coming on cautiously, most likely not sure if this town was well garrisoned or not. Mounted skirmishers were now advancing less than a quarter mile away. Billings finished sending the message, the confirmed reply clicking back seconds later. Smash all this equipment, then get mounted, Duval snapped as he walked out of the room. He reached the ground floor and saw three troopers upending cans of coal oil onto the floor, a sergeant holding a rolled-up newspaper, already striking a match. What the hell are you doing there, sergeant? Well, sir, this is Yankee government property, is it? Figured you'd want it torched. The sergeant was grinning. There was something about arson that seemed to excite most young men, and the wanton destruction of this fine old barracks would be quite ablaze. Duval looked around, the corridor lined with old prints, lithographs of the war in Mexico, a portrait of Lincoln still hanging, but the glass on it smashed, a rather scatological comment penciled across his brow. The barracks were a reminder that this was the oldest military post in the United States. It dated back to the French and Indian Wars. The newspaper flared. The sergeant looked at him expectantly. I grew up a little more than a hundred miles from here, Duval thought. We were neighbors once, a sister even marrying a fine young man from the theological seminary down at Gettysburg. He had not heard from her in more than a year, not since her husband was killed at Second Manassas, fighting for the Yankees. We were neighbors once. Sergeant, Duval said quietly. Don't. Sir? You heard me. Let it be. The sergeant looked disappointed. Go out and mount up. The sergeant nodded, carrying his flaming torch, tossing it by the doorstep where it flickered and smoked, his disappointed assistants following. Billings came running down the stairs and out the door behind them. Duval took one last look, walked over to the smoldering paper and crushed it out with his heel, then stepped onto the porch. His command of a hundred men was mounted, many with revolvers drawn, expecting to be ordered to turn out onto the pike and face the Yankees head on. Sims was kneeling over the wounded trooper shot in the back, lying on his side, blood dripping out. We leave him here, Duval said. They'll take care of him. Sir, I forgot to tell you, Sims said, looking up at Phil. Your old friend is over there. Who? George Armstrong Custer. That's his brigade dogging us. I saw him in the lead. George, it would have to be him. No one spoke. All knew that he and George had been roommates at West Point. An orderly led up his mount and Duval climbed into the saddle, turned to face his men, and pointed south. Let's go, boys. We ain't fighting them? Sergeant Lucas asked, coming up to Phil's side as they trotted across the parade ground, angling toward the road out of the south side of town. Phil shook his head. Hell no, Sergeant. That's not a regiment out there. That's Grant and the entire Yankee Army. Now let's go. Washington, D.C., August 22nd, 6 a.m. Major Eli Parker, aide-de-camp to General Ulysses S. Grant, turned off Pennsylvania Avenue and approached the east gate of the White House. A crowd milled about on the sidewalk, spilling into the streets. Guards lined the iron fence facing them. There was a low hum as copies of newspapers which had just hit the streets minutes before were passed back and forth. He caught snatches of conversation. Sickles is dead. The Rebs will be here by tomorrow, I tell you. At his approach, a detachment swung the gate open, a captain stepping forward to...